space. Since the beginning of time, men have looked into the night sky and wondered what is out there. That black, infinite abyss with small white dots has always intrigued the human race. For the largest part in history, space seemed like an unreachable goal, a place where gods lived. But through sheer perseverance and determination, humanity was able to conquer the unthinkable. Hello everyone, my name is Paulo Botello, and welcome to the first episode of this new little podcast that I decided to name, Space Today. In this podcast, we will be talking about all sorts of uh, things related to space, space exploration, and so on. And since this is the first episode, I think it is fitting that we talk about how it all started, right? How did humans go to space? What is the full story? Well, lucky for you, listener. I am here to tell you. Although the space race started in 1955, its groundwork had already been laid back in the 40s during World War II. During World War II, the German scientist Werner von Braun created a new type of weapon. It was incredibly destructive and it could be launched at a distance. This weapon was known as the V-2 rocket, a missile in today's standards. The thing is, Von Braun always wanted to do more with this project, but since it was extremely expensive and in the middle of war, funds weren't really dispensable, um, Nazi German ended up canceling all the funds for his project. After the war ended, Von Braun ended up coming to America and started working with the American government to send a person to space. Around the same time, on the other side of the planet, all the way over in Soviet Union, Sergei Korolev had just been released from a gulag in Siberia. Korolev was well versed in rockets, he had even made his own working models, and Soviet officials ended up releasing him because they had found a V2 rocket factory and they needed someone that could understand the rocket parts. Korolev was tasked with recreating Von Braun's work, but he was never successful. After multiple failed attempts, Korolev decided to create his own model. Korolev's model was revolutionary. It was able to travel almost double the distance of the V2 rocket, and its secret was the use of stages. That's right, Korolev in the middle of 1949 created the first two-stage rocket. Isn't that just mind-blowing? As the war ended, conflicts between America and the USSR started to grow, and thus started the Cold War. Von Braun was having trouble convincing the American government to give him the funds to send a satellite to space, so he decided to turn to the American people. Um, believe it or not, but Von Braun asked help from none other than Walt Disney Productions. He, the, the, yes, the same one. 
responsible for Mickey Mouse and all of that stuff. Um, he spoke on national television about the possibility of conquering space and how if America didn't do it first, another not-so-peaceful nation would do it. This ended up making Von Braun's name extremely popular. What Von Braun didn't know was that he had a rival. At the same time, Korolev had been tasked with building a new rocket. Uh, a rocket that could send a 5-ton warhead to America. Due to this new and stronger rocket, um, Korolev believed that he could be able to send an object fitted with a camera to space, creating the ultimate spying device. Soviet officials ended up allowing Korolev's request of sending a satellite into space, and on October 4th, 1957, at 7.28pm, Sputnik was launched, and it was a success. The success of Sputnik caused panic across America. What if the Soviets are listening in on our conversations? Or what if they are like taking our pictures? These were the questions being asked in the average American household. The launch of Sputnik was the last push needed for the American government to allow von Braun to send his own satellite to space. And on January 31st, 1958, Explorer 1 was put into orbit. This caused the score between the Soviet and Americans to turn even, and now, to break a tie, one of them would need to make an even bigger achievement. Send a human to space. A new project was created for the Americans. Project Mercury. Its goal was to send a man to space, let him orbit the planet, and then come back to Earth safely. At the same time, the Soviets also had their own program with the same goal, the Vostok program. The Soviets already had an upper hand on this goal given that they had already sent a living creature to space. Laika the dog was the first living creature to be sent to space and she flew on the Sputnik 2. Fun little fact about me, I also had a dog named Laika, and she looked extremely similar to the original, but that has nothing to do with the story. Um, so I'm just gonna drop that right there. After multiple failed attempts from both sides, the Soviets achieved yet another major milestone. They had sent Yuri Gagarin to space on April 12th, 1961. The Americans, shortly after, sent Alan Shepard on May 5th, 1961. The Americans were yet again behind, but they weren't going to give up. On September 12, 1962, President Kennedy made a speech that would change the course of a space race. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard, because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills, because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win, and the others too. 
and thus the race of the moon started. NASA quickly pulled ahead in the race with the introduction of Project Gemini and the Apollo missions. Unfortunately, Apollo 1 was not a success. An electrical fire ignited the cabin during a launch rehearsal, causing the death of all three astronauts inside of it. This created a major setback for the Americans as the rocket cabin had to be completely redesigned, making it so that the next three missions, Apollo 4, 5, and 6, had no crew as they were tests. Things weren't looking good for the Soviet side either. Apart from the achievement of the first spacewalk made by Alexei Leonov, the Soviet program was struggling. Having to adopt a less, uh, a less powerful engine due to arguments, the death of the national hero Yuri Gagarin, the crash of the Soyuz 1, and the N1 rocket, a prototype booster that failed to land on the moon, the Soviet morale had gotten pretty low. And the last nail in the coffin was on January 14th, 1966, where Sergei Korolev, at the age of 59, passed away during a surgery. Back on the American side, Von Braun and his team create the strongest rocket yet, the Saturn V. The Saturn V has an immense amount of power due to its five massive engines, and it is still to this day the strongest rocket ever created. Saturn V makes mission Apollo 8 the first manned lunar mission, and then finally, on July 24th, 1969, Apollo 11 lands on the moon after four days of flying. The three crew members, Michael Collins, Buzz Aldrin, and obviously the first man who stepped on the moon, Neil Armstrong, were all aboard Apollo 11. Those famous words, the space race ended with an American victory. Even though the space race has ended over 50 years ago, its effects are still experienced today. NASA is soon revi revisiting the moon in it with its new program, Artemis, which plans to put the first woman and a person of color on the moon as soon as 2025. And now, some people might even say that we're entering a second space race. A race to Mars. Only this time, it isn't nations going against each other, but instead, private companies that could push the human race into the future. I would suggest you keep an eye out on, com on companies such as SpaceX, because their accomplishments might be as important as the moon landing. But this talk about SpaceX and Project Artemis will have to wait for another episode. As for today, thank you so much for listening into the new podcast. New episodes come out every Tuesday. But for now, I'll see you all later.